And good morning. Welcome into the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. Hope you're having a great weekend so far. I'm Doug Ray, your host, and with me, of course, is Bryce Payne, working the boards and uh, sounding pretty good this morning. How you doing, Bryce? I am doing well, Doug. Staying dry. Um, how are you doing? Can't complain. Can't no? complain at all. Any no. any projects on your uh, books or anything that you're digging into? I don't think I have any projects, but uh, you know, this week is Master's Week, so that's always a big week for oh, me. Well, that's a project. Yeah. You got you got to do the uh, twelve ounce curls there. Oh yeah. 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 All right. Well, I have. Uh, I, I told you this, but I started. Uh, we're getting the house painted, the exterior of the house painted, and the, and the painter was going over things with us, and he showed me there's a little bit of rot in one of the corners near my deck. So I'm like, well, that's some trim there. I can take the trim off and replace that. No big deal. And then I took the trim off, and I realized that some of the siding in between the trim is only about two feet of siding going up. So I'm like, okay, I can replace a few of the uh, pieces here. And I kept taking off a piece, and I would see that the next piece was rotted. Well, it turns out I have to replace about 15 pieces of that. So I figured out how to take those out without damaging the upper piece. That was a project. And then I saw that the plywood underneath was uh, rotted out a little bit. So anyway, this thing, long story short, this thing has become a full-blown, basically I've got half the house torn apart now on the outside, but I'm managing it and I'm water sealing it and everything. But that's that was last weekend and it's going to go into this weekend as well. Uh, the pleasantries of homeownership. Yes, exactly, exactly. So I'm sure nobody out there can relate to that. Uh, Doug, let's give a quick shout out here to mm-hmm. those who we normally do, our servicemen and women out there and their families. Folks, we know that you sacrifice for uh, the what's best for our country, and it's not always what's best for you and your family. So we do take our, our we tip our hats here to you. Thank you for what you do. You're always in our thoughts here at the Wealth Guardians. All right, uh, let's get into the meat and potatoes here. Show Doug, we've got a lot to talk about. The first thing we're going to talk about today is the mistakes that you and I have seen clients make when they come in mm-hmm. to our offices and sit down with us to do some financial planning, retirement planning. We notice some trends, and we're going to talk about some of these common mistakes. And I'll, I'm going to ask each of you out there who are listening, do any of these sound familiar to you? If they do, you might want to sit down with a retirement professional if you are close to retirement. The first one that we're going to go over here is uh, a mistake that people often make is overweight in one investment. Oh, yeah. We see that a ton. I mean, that that can be as much as, uh, you know, somebody having uh, a big position in their corporate stock. Yes, they own. we see that a lot. And, and then what's our favorite story? <laughs> well, before we get into the favorite story, real estate. Is oh, another yes, one it that is. Yeah. is another one that people will tend to overweight themselves in, and what do we mean by overweight, real quick? Well, overweight means to have an overbalance of one particular asset class over the other. For example, if let's take your real estate situation, if you came in here and your net worth comprised 60-70% of real estate, that's an overweighted position. Exactly, because if the real estate market takes a hit, that's going to affect 60-70% of -hmm. of your portfolio. Usually you want to have some diversification, not usually, you generally want to have a certain degree of diversification in your portfolio to counter one particular segment of the market's downfall should they have it real estate is a popular one and gold is another one people oh, always yeah. want to say oh, i'm going to dump my entire portfolio just had this conversation with somebody yesterday one of our clients who was wanting to move heavily into gold because he's afraid about our debt and hyperinflation which is a legitimate concern but our, our the worst case scenario that you told us about our favorite story we had a client come into us sit down with us him and his wife they had each saved a million dollars over the course of their years for retirement so she had a million dollars and he had a million dollars she was well diversified in her portfolio and, and it had done good he 
on the other hand, <laughs> decided some years back that, uh, that, that the silver market, particularly silver mine industry, could do nothing but go up. And so he put all $1 million of his assets into silver mines. And he did that at exactly the wrong time. And his million dollars, when they came in and sat down with us, was worth... Yeah, $250,000. It had gone down 75%. Wow. And so there was no way we were going to tell him to go ahead and liquidate those investments at that time. So we worked with her, and he is still waiting for the silver market to come back up. <laughs> it sure is. So folks, you do not want to overweight in one particular segment of the market. That is just not wise. Uh, have a, some diversification and some balance to your portfolio. The second one we're going to talk about here, Doug, is people who just don't know their retirement budget. I would say out of all the questions that we ask somebody when they come in and sit down with us, the one question that stumps us, it's not how much do they earn, it's not how long do they think they will live, do they have a pension, how much are they contributing to their 401k, the one question that they don't know how to answer more often than not is, how much do you need on a monthly basis in retirement to live the type of retirement that you want? And, you know, that is the most critical data input into our entire retirement planning software because the entire plan revolves around that one question. What is your standard of living? Yes. Do you want to maintain that standard of living over your life expectancy? And that's how you build out a retirement plan. So if you don't know what you're spending, you need to. everything else is going to be for naught. Exactly, exactly. And we can't tell you, hey, you can retire now or you need to work two more years or five more years or ten more years until we have that number. And sometimes people will say, we've literally had people say, well, let's just plan somewhere between two and $4,000. That's like telling your doctor, you go into your doctor and says, well, where does it hurt? Well, somewhere between my ankle and my abdomen. <laughs> yes, that's, that's exactly That's right. not very accurate. We need to have a, we need to pin it down a little bit more than between two and $4,000. But we do see people come in here where their budgets are $1,500 and they've done an accurate job. We know that that's true. And other people come in here and want to spend $10,000 a month in retirement. Power to them. If they've done a good job of savings, then they should be able to do that. But we need to know that number and you need to know that number as well. The next one, Doug, uh, that people, uh, we see people. We see mistakes that people make. Is someone will take Social Security as soon as they are eligible. They'll file for their benefits as soon as they're eligible, even if they don't need that additional income right now. Yeah, you know, most people say, "Oh, I'm going to get it before it's gone." I'm worried about it being gone. Or some people say, "You know, it makes sense if I take it sooner. The longer I live, the more I'm going to get." Well, let's look at A first. A you're going to get your benefit. I've seen so many different fixes to Social Security. They're going to get it fixed. So don't worry. If you are close to Social Security age now, do not worry. You're going to get your benefit. Now, if you're 55 and younger, there's going to be changes, no doubt about it. So don't worry about that. Don't let that be the decision-making process. That's not a legitimate reason to, to fi alter your filing strategy, right? The other thing about filing as soon as you turn 62 that's a misnomer. Because you get delayed credits in Social Security, most of the time, waiting as long as you can over your life expectancy is going to give you the most money. Now, there's plenty of reasons why you might want to file earlier, but that's not one of them. That's not one of them. Absolutely. So let us have a Social Security conversation with you and help you figure out what strategy, because there's a lot of different ways to file for Social Security. And let us help you figure out what strategy makes the most sense for your specific 
situation. Speaking of Social Security, Doug, we have some seminars coming up. We just got done with our tax of 2021 seminars, and those went very well. We had great turnout for those. It was the first time in a while we'd sat down with uh, uh, doing a seminar in person. We were happy to see that. But now we've got, in April, coming up some uh, Social Security seminars. Yeah, and we haven't done a Social Security workshop uh, in about six months, so it's high time we do one. So, folks, put this on your calendar. It's April 22nd and 27th at 6.30 p.m. If you want to register, two ways to do that. Call us at 336-391-3409 or go on thewealthguardians.com. Click on the Events tab, and you can register right there. Absolutely. We we do this seminar generally about two to three, maybe four times a year, and uh, we always have a good turnout for it, and the feedback is always great, that people learn a lot about that they were going to do something wrong. And what's our worst-case scenario that we talk about that one, Doug, is we had a couple in here a couple of years ago. They weren't married, and they were ready to file at age 70 for Social Security, and they didn't realize they had both been married before, and they didn't realize that they could have filed for ex-spousal benefits for the last six years, and they missed out on over $100,000 together that they can't get back. So let us help. You don't want to make that same mistake that they made, folks. So let us help you with that. All right, moving on to the next one, mistakes that uh, we see people commonly make in retirement planning. Not knowing about Roth conversions, Doug. Yeah, Roth conversions is one of the greatest tax-saving vehicles you can do. Stay tuned for the second segment because we're going to be talking about taxes because that is top of mind right now with uh, uh, Biden's new tax uh, proposals, the infrastructure bill, and all that. But Roth conversions, is that is your time now. Roth conversions can save you a potload of taxes over your lifetime. And they're the right times to do it, and they're the absolute wrong times Mm -hmm. to do it. But if we all believe that at some point, whether it's this administration or the next administration, we've got to stop kicking the can down the road when it comes to national debt. And at some point, taxes are going to be higher. And if you can do your Roth conversions from IRA to Roths at a certain point and clean off those taxes now, you're avoiding those higher tax brackets later on in life. So let us help you figure out when is the right time to do that. Now, having said all that, Doug, if somebody wants to reach out to us and sit down with us or go to one of our seminars, they can just give us a call. You sure can. 336-391-3409 is our phone number, 336-391-3409. Joy or Lynn will answer the phone and uh, either get you here in the office or get you set up, scheduled to be one of our seminars. We would look forward to sitting down with you or seeing you there and seeing how, what services we can provide for you. We're also available at thewealthguardians.com. Now, we're going to go to break here in just a second. And as you probably know by now, we throw out a trivia question uh, before our break and get you the answer on the other side. So what's our trivia question here? Kind of keeping in line with Social Security. Doug, we're going to try to stump you. In what year was Medicare signed into law? Very simple. Okay. In what year was Medicare signed into law? You're not going to give us the answer now. Doug has that confused look on his face, so (laughs) we might have gotten him. We'll see. And I promise you, he does not look it up during the break. I don't. So, folks, stick around. We'll be back in just a few moments, and uh, we'll get you that answer and get you some more helpful information on retirement planning. Stay tuned. And welcome back to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. Folks, thank you for sticking around through the break for us. We appreciate that and appreciate you spending a little bit of your time with us over the weekend. I want you to pay attention here just for a second. Ask yourself if you are five to seven years for retirement. If you are, then I want you to think 
do I have a sound retirement plan that is holistic and includes tax planning and social security planning? If you don't, then I'm going to make an offer to you. You can pick up the phone and give us a call at 336-391-3409. Joy or Lynn is going to answer the phone and they can help you schedule a time to either come in and sit down with us or we can meet with you virtually as well. And we're going to give you a second opinion on your overall financial plan in retirement and see if you can retire now and keep the paycheck or you got to work longer. Anyway, you want to have the answers and we're going to provide you those answers. We operate on the fiduciary standard and we want to help you out. So 336-391-3409, 336-391-3409. You can also reach out to us at thewealthguardians.com. Now, uh, when we come back from the break, we're doing a weekly website highlight. So I'm going to direct you to our website, www.thewealthguardians.com. And the part of our website I want to highlight for you this week, since we're doing social security seminars coming up in April, is I want you to scroll over the media center tab. And there's going to be a drop down. And on that, you're going to click on free financial reports. There's a whole bunch of them there. And when you scroll down, you're going to see two reports, one on 2021 tax planning guide, and two are common tax errors to avoid. Both of those are immensely informative and very helpful, providing a lot of helpful information for you. So the 2021 tax planning guide and the common tax errors to avoid. Uh, there's a lot of other reports on there as well as far as Social Security and other topics that would be relevant for retirement planning. All of that is free and helpful information for you. So take a look at that again thewealthguardians.com, scroll over the Media Center tab, and then click on Free Financial Reports, and there they are, free for you to download. Now, we asked you a trivia question on the other side of the, uh, the break, and we specifically asked Doug. We said, in what year was Medicare signed into law? Well, Doug, Medicare has been around for a while. It's a social program, just like Social Security is, and we're going to put you to the test. Do you know when Medicare was signed into law? So I'm going to take a stab at it. I do believe it was part of Lyndon Johnson's uh, Great Society program. So I'm going to say signed into law was either 65 or 66. Wow. Very impressive, Doug. <laughs> July 30th, 1965. Uh, H.R. 6675 was signed into law by Lyndon B. Johnson to provide health insurance for the elderly. Well, you know I watched him do that, right? Well, I know. I know. You were you were taking a break from flying planes at that point. And, well, no, you weren't flying, yeah, I wasn't you flying weren't planes, planes quite that early. Yeah. Um, I was flying model planes, maybe. But here's a question you don't know about that. Who was the first person to sign up for um, Medicare? I do not know. Harry and Beth Truman. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. I, I like that piece of trivia. There you go. And do you know Harry's wife's name, the first lady's name? Mm, Beth. Yes. Well, close. <laughs> Bess. 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 Very Bess. good. They were the first enrollers. And so there you go, folks. If you uh, if you got that trivia question, then you are, one, older than me, and uh, two, wiser than me as well. So good job on that. Doug, we are going to be, because we're having our Social Security seminars coming up here, that is just one key aspect of tax planning. And tax planning is a huge aspect to retirement planning. And we've got some events coming up tax-wise uh, on the national stage where the uh, new administration's going to be unveiling its uh, tax proposals that uh, is going to want Congress to work on. And we're going to talk about some of those because that was just part of some of the seminars that we just did. Yeah, the promise, of course, was uh, that if you made less than $400,000, then uh, you wouldn't pay a penny more in taxes. 
Well, you know, we always thought that during the campaign he meant individual $400,000, but as it turns out, it's per family. Per household. Yeah. So easily then a professional couple could exceed those thresholds and their tax rates would uh, the high end would go from what is currently uh, 37% up to 39.6%. But where it's really going to affect everybody, I think, is the corporate tax rate. Yes, that's um, going up. You know, we just got off our, our tax workshop seminar. So what we're doing here, folks, for those of you that couldn't make it, is we're kind of highlight some of these areas where we think it's going to affect the everyday person out there. Corporate tax rates uh, under the Trump administration went from 35% down to 21, and the Biden administration wants to take it back up to 28%. Uncle Bernie wants to go back to 35. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'd like to go much higher than that. He'd probably want to go to 100%. Bernie would. <laughs> I, I bet he would. I'll tell you. But the reason this is important to you, whether you're a professional, a doctor, a lawyer, or you're a school teacher, a police officer, a firefighter, or laborer, whatever you are. White collar, blue collar, doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't matter. You're going to be impacted some way or the other. Because guess what? A corporation that makes, call it a widget, if the price of that material goes up, what is that corporation going to do? They're going to increase the price of the widget, and you're going to have to pay more for the widget, right? Okay, that's simple economics. Well, guess what happens when tax rates go up? you're going to pay more for their goods and services that you buy from them. In other words, corporations, while yeah, on their tax return, it looks like they're paying the tax. They're not. You are paying their tax. You and I, don't leave myself out, we're paying the tax for them. Makes sense. Pure and simple. Trickle down. Absolutely. Okay, here's another one. Uh, Right now, long-term capital gains. Mm-hmm. Taxes have a special tax treatment. So do the ordinary dividends you get off of a common stock from companies. Uh, can be anywhere from a zero tax to 20%, depending upon whatever your tax rates are. Well, this is the proposal now. Now, this one most people don't have to worry too much about. But if you make over a million dollars, then you're going to have basically a 39.6% top marginal rate on long-term capital gains and ordinary dividends, just exactly like, um, you know, income. And here's the other thing. When you have a, a, a situation where you pass away and you have highly appreciated assets like stock or real estate, the beneficiary gets to step up in basis. So let's take an example. Let's say you bought a stock for 10 It was worth $100 on the day you passed away. Well, your child, if that's who you bequeathed it to, they get that stock, and their cost basis is 100 So they could turn right around and sell it and not pay tax on it. Well, the proposal is to eliminate that step-up in basis. Entirely? Yeah, entirely. That is that is probably that's the biggest change that I've heard so far. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. One of the ones that really concerns me, and I think may concern a lot of folks out there, because there's a lot of you who listen to this show who own a small business, even a mid-sized level business. Some of you out there are farmers. Right now, every one of us, every citizen of the United States has what we call an estate tax exemption. 
It's an $11.5 million exemption, meaning that your net worth, everything you own, has to go over $11.5 million before an estate tax is applied to it. Now, that's commonly known as the death tax. So in the Biden's tax planning proposal, they want to take that from 11.5 and take it back to the 2009 level of $3 million. And then anything over $3 million is taxed at 45%. So if you own a small business out there that's worth $10 million and you pass away, then I should say the last spouse passes because that's when the estate tax is levied. Nine months after the day the last spouse passes, the estate tax is due. So on a $10 million business, you have a $7 million excess over the estate tax exemption, which will be taxed at 45%. Do the math. That's over $3 million. Yeah. Okay. What does that mean? What's, what's going to happen? Do the children, the beneficiaries of that business, do they probably have three, three and a half million dollars lying around to pay Uncle Sam? Uncle Sam doesn't want a widget manufacturer. He doesn't want nope. a tobacco farm. He wants dollars, nine months after the last spouse passes. So what could happen is that could force the, the family to sell that business. And, you know, the way businesses are structured now, it doesn't take a whole lot to get over that estate tax exemption. Now, you know, we can refer you to a good uh, estate tax attorney, and, and they can figure out how to, with trust and everything, to combine a husband and wife's estate tax exemption so you have a $6 million exemption. But still, that's going to be something that's going to, I think, have a long-term negative impact. I'll see how it wouldn't. The other way it's going to affect you, I can't see how in the world these excess taxes are going to be good for the economy and thus the stock market. So if you have money in a 401k plan, you have money in your company stock, I think lurking out there may be a very nasty uh, correction because, uh, yeah, the economy is going to boom now. Uh, coming out of the uh, pandemic, uh, people have a lot of pent-up demand. But uh, give it a year and let these taxes settle in. I'm not optimistic. Yeah, it might. Uh, if they enact it too soon or too heavily, uh, whatever they end up passing, we're, we're fragile right now. There's uh, People have accumulated a lot of debt over the last uh, year due to unemployment or whatnot. Um, uh, landlords have not been getting the income that they are used to getting. And people are going to be trying to pay that off. And if taxes are raised on them, they're going to have a harder time paying that off, which just means the discretionary spending, expendable income out there is not going to be plentiful. And it's going to hurt a lot of these businesses trying to get back up and started. Those ones that uh, went out of business or had to uh, temporarily shutter up, they need to see people coming back in their doors. And that's going to be tough with taxes coming and being increased. You know, Bryce, this year... In January, we added some tax planning software to our uh, our program. We did indeed. We already do like ten reports for yeah. this, our planning process, and now we've upped up a, uh, to eleven with a really good one. And I want to invite everybody to uh, come in and see us, make an appointment, and let us see if our our software can help you in some fashion. Try to avoid taxes coming down the road. We talked about Roth conversions uh, earlier. I think that's still a very viable plan, uh, especially in the uh, Biden uh, tax proposals. So give us a call at 336-391-3409. 
Uh, let's run the tax software for you. It's not going to cost you a penny. We, we don't charge for that. Uh, and there's no obligation. But uh, you might find that there's a way or two to uh, uh, be able to save on your taxes going forward. Uh, we'd love to do that for you. And again, you can call us at 336-391-3409. Of course, right now, nobody's in the office. But leave a message and uh, you know, Joy or Lynn will get back to you uh, next week and get you scheduled. So I'd love to see you. Hopefully we can help you out. And uh, again, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to the Wealth Guardians radio show. Uh, We will see you next week. Have a great weekend. Take care, everybody. Thank you for tuning in.